Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. A delight to have you here always. And I just want to let you know, it's like 5 a.m. right now, like 5.43 um i've been going through this like waking up super early phase of my life and i used to judge myself and be like oh my god this is too early this is you got up before the sun this is too weird it's like still yesterday <laughs> and i remember my thoughts about it were not that great but lately i've been embracing it i've been seeing it as like oh, look at that, look at this extra time I have to tend to myself. And I say this because usually mornings for me are very, um, I love mornings and I take my sweet ass time uh, meditating, journaling, grounding myself. And I probably spend maybe two hours doing a lot of that. So if I wake up at like 8 a.m., um, it's not until 10 a.m. that I get moving. And anyways... Good for me that I woke up really early. Um, I think of the parents listening to me that they're probably like, you freaking lucky person. (laughs) Um, Only say this because I know parents sometimes don't have the time and availability to really tend to themselves in this way. So anyway, I just just had that thought. Um, Anyways, I wanted to remind you I am happily booking for photography and video You know, one thing about this work that I've gotten really excited by is that with all the knowledge that I've gotten about marketing, about business, about um, just branding in general. And when I say branding, it means like your point of view in your industry, things like that. All of this knowledge has just made me better at the photography and the video. Um, it's more than just showing up and taking the photo. There's like so much intention that goes into actually making sure that this content makes sense to your brand and the work that you're out there doing. And yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited for it. Uh, there's some projects I have coming out and I'm excited for you all to check it out. Um, an example that I'll share with that is one of my clients... They are a uh, like a like very heavy on thought reprogramming, but it's like mixed with spirituality. And initially, um, a brand photo shoot would be with them because they also do like sound bath healing. Normally, a brand shoot you would think, oh, just photos with me and like my singing bowls, and then we'll call it a day. And lately, after working I was working with a working with a designer as well as we're coming up with like the creative concept of what this person's brand is going to be and after understanding what the brand is who it is that they're trying to reach we came with the conclusion that 
it's not about the singing bowls and be about being happy and smiley. It's about bringing out a more uh, sciency look to the brand because there are so many science tools that make up this person's brand. And now that we have that information, the brand shoe is more centered around community. It's also about making the brand look smart, which requires just more technique in the photography, is less portraits and more about uh, imagery that's going to speak to a larger community. So anyways, just knowing that information just makes the brand shoot better. Um, And also understanding who this person's MVP client is. Um, I heard this recently and I loved the concept because there's like target demographic like and sometimes we have a list of people that we want to reach but having an MVP client it means who is that client that loves you and you love them back and speaking to that person in a very deep and profound way. So knowing this information and also me just as I've been building my business as I've been in business coaching as I've been around tons of other business owners, um, all of this makes me better equipped to know how to lead you and guide you through the work we're creating together. So yeah, it makes me really pumped. Um, So yeah, if you want to work together, just connect with me um, through my Instagram and just book a call with me. Let's get on the phone. Let's understand what your goals are and how it is that we can help you amplify um, and connect with the people you want to connect with. Um, And then also, as far as travel locations, there's New York, Miami, and LA. Those are the three spots I have in mind for 2024. And yeah, so all those details will be on my Instagram. Feel free to connect with me through there. Okay, now today's podcast is going to be about just how I churn out so much content. And... I'll say this because I am very comfortable posting content on my stories, on my Instagram regular post, and on threads. I'm very active on threads. I know people say it's a dead platform, but I like it. I I love how it just doesn't have ads. There's conversations to be had there. It just feels very low pressure. And I think because it's been low pressure, I've just been like, you know what, I'm just going to learn the habit of expressing myself and expressing myself in a more concise way, in a more profound way. And that has definitely helped me develop my tongue for social media. And anyway, that's what this podcast is going to be about because building a personal brand, you need to put out content. You got to you got to position yourself in a certain way. And it's like a fancy business word, but really you just got to have like a point of view in your industry and then you just need to repeat that point of view over and over and over and over, and over again um through your marketing and it doesn't need to be that complicated. I think a lot of people we get stuck in I don't know what to say and When you know exactly who it is that you're serving, like when you know who your MVP client is, then you know how to speak directly to them because they love you and you love them back. (laughs) So, and I'll tell you a little bit about what I understand about my MVP client. Uh, My MVP client tends to be someone that could be spiritual, um, is somebody that 
is of a marginalized identity in some type of way. It's not just racial identity. It could be gender identity. It could be um, just whatever. What, whatever marginalized identity that this person holds. Um, and that I know they love me because they feel like I actually, I genuinely care so much about their visibility. I genuinely believe that people that see the world from the outside have a lot of very interesting things to say outside of the, just the patriarchy, outside of society, outside of how we see the world in such a, just the, the way we know society, like you get a nine to five, or if you're a woman, you just stay at home with the kids, or at least for me, my experience is I grew up as an immigrant, and just that POV alone um, has given me so much insight into who I am as a person or what I have to offer to the world, just just learning to thrive um, when you come from the outside as an immigrant, so Yeah, I genuinely believe there's a lot of substance. There's a lot of things to be said by people that society tends to ignore or not pay as much attention to. Or if they do pay attention to them, it's usually just like the token uh, person of color that they bring along, but they don't actually care about their safety and well-being. So anyways, my MVP client is somebody who has been through some shit and and like they just need that extra help and that person that really cares about their well-being and their safety and their visibility um, to help them go through that process. So I love them and they love me too. <laughs> so anyways, you just got to know who your MVP client is and talk to that person in a deep and profound way through your content. Now, the way that I'm also able to churn out a lot of content is that I have a meditation practice that has been been enhanced. And the more I enhance it, the more I'm just like, dang, this just came out of my brain. (laughs) And the way that I do it is I wake up in the morning and I have my coffee or whatever and I I've been really focused on meditating and the way that I meditate I'm not sometimes I do guided meditations but sometimes I don't I don't like guided meditation sometimes sometimes I just like hearing my own voice in my head and I like to talk out loud of what it is that I'm seeing and it's a practice that's been heavily heavily taught to me through my business coaching is learning how to regulate yourself learning how to problem solve for yourself because you know yourself better than anybody else and also sometimes I think because of shame or because of embarrassment or whatever the heck we tend to not be as honest with people that are trying to help us it takes some time to warm up to people so you you can't lie to yourself. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but you'd be doing a disservice to yourself. So when you're committed to your highest evolution and you're committed to being your highest self, you you don't lie to yourself. And so the, this is one of the things um, that we're taught is trust yourself, but also understand what is going through your mind and slow down your thinking. So 
the way that I do this is I wake up and I just put on, I go to YouTube and I just put meditation music. It really helps me just get into the theta space. And I don't, I will say I'm so used to talking to myself that I don't really like, look at me, I'm talking to myself on this podcast. <laughs> um, but I'm so used to that, that I don't really struggle with feeling resistance when I'm doing a meditation. I, I could meditate for like 20 minutes and be all right, just talking to myself, thinking about like, oh, this happened and then that happened. And and yeah, so maybe if you are feeling resistance talking to yourself, then perhaps that could be a, an opportunity for growth for you. But I'm very comfortable talking to myself. I get weird with myself. It's great. <laughs> and so yeah, so I wake up and I have my meditation practice and I usually go with things that are bothering me, like if there are triggers and things that I'm still struggling with. I'm just like, well, let's talk about it. What's going on in that mind of yours? Like, why is this making you uncomfortable? And and something, a concept that has been um, brought up to me, it's like some fancy scientific, scientific word called metacognition <laughs> and in other words, it means you're able to see yourself from an outside perspective to understand what your own mind is telling you. So I really do a lot of practice of that. Like I, I feel like I'm like, it's almost like I talk to myself like I'm consciousness and then I look at myself and then I talk to myself. Just like the encouragement that I would give to a friend, I literally do that to myself. And it really brings up a lot of awareness of whether I'm telling myself a story that's not serving me um, or if I'm telling myself really good things. And one of the things that came up to my attention, I'll just share that it happened this morning, is sometimes I feel like, like I don't feel like I'm in my power or that I'm that threatening. And and, and I realize that I, I fall into like being a... a into the victim dungeon. When I say victim dungeon, by the way, or like the dungeon of victimhood, it means being in a dungeon where you cannot see the light of day and you literally think that that is life. Like you are so convinced by a story that you don't even realize you're telling yourself a story about yourself because you're so like, I've, I've heard other um, analogies used for victimhood, but sometimes I think that we, I, I'm just thinking of myself, for instance, when I was working my nine to five, I remember living in Salt Lake and I was working for myself. And to me, I was like, there is no way I could be an entrepreneur. Like there's just, I remember the thought of me providing for myself out of my own means. It literally felt impossible. Like the conceptualizing that I could work for myself and like feel rest and not feel like the rug is about to be pulled out from under me, but actually feel safety, confidence. Like the way I feel now, that reality was literally unavailable for me back then. Like it literally felt like the dungeon of victimhood that I didn't even know I was a victim to it. And I know sometimes that's triggering for people. I know that sure as hell was used to be triggering for me. If someone were to tell me, don't be a victim of your life and without communicating that in a more nuanced way 
And that literally was me. I was in the dungeon of freaking victimhood. I could not see the light of day. <laughs> um, anyways, but as I'm doing my meditation, I'm able to then start recognizing that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like in the dungeon of victimhood about this one thing. One of the things that I'm working through is feeling like I'm my highest self, even when I'm scrubby, even when my hair is all like, like my hair, when it air dries, it is just kind of, it's kind of wavy sometimes, but it's kind of not wavy. And it just looks really like wiry and it just, I've had to learn to love myself, even when my hair is big and poofy and like just a mess. But even then, see how I'm calling it a mess? It doesn't have to be a mess. It could just be me. Like I literally, that's how that's how I was created. <laughs> and I could have an opinion that I look like crap. Or I could, I could realize that I'm like, what if I were to tell myself that I'm, I'm cute no matter what? <laughs> or that, or sometimes I feel self-conscious about my appearance because I just, sometimes I just don't. Like, I feel good and comfortable not wearing any makeup, not doing, like, literally no makeup. And one of the things about me is that my eyelashes are pretty straight. Like, some people are re really cute with no makeup. And they have, like, these cute lashes that just, like, curl up and, like, make their eyes look so pretty. My lashes are literally straight. And I would get, like, even growing up when I was... um and my, and my siblings would point this out about me, they would tell me, oh, you have persianas, which persianas in English means you have blinders on there. <laughs> like your lashes are so long, but they're like straight and they just like face down. And so anyway, it's something that I have been self-conscious about for so long that, but lately, ever since starting my business or me being comfortable at home, I just really enjoy Sometimes just having my hair up or not even doing my hair at all. Sometimes I feel like I would just rather work on my business or be creative or go out with my dog or live my life than like worry about my appearance all the time. And I used to worry about my appearance a lot um, all throughout my 20s. I literally would load on the makeup and go on with my day. And it was such a, a big important part of my routine. But now, the more that I am becoming my authentic self and coming home to myself, the more I'm just like, I just, I just like me. I like me like this. But sometimes I know this isn't the most attractive in, in like society's standards of what the beauty standard is. And, but again, see, that's a story I'm telling myself. But like I've been so convinced that like this is facts, <laughs> but it's just a story I'm telling myself. And so then as I'm going through the meditation and I'm able to see myself from the outside and recognize that I have been, I've just been buying into this like story that I decided to, that, that's been unconsciously sitting in my brain that I like as I'm in the meditation, I'm able to look at myself and just just like start practicing like, you know what, I actually think you're kind of cute. You have these cute eyes, you have 
these like cute lips and you you have like this nice smile and like your hair's kind of cute even when it's wavy and it's wiry like it kind of flows it's kind of working for you <laughs> and anyways and at the moment that I'm able to look at her from the outside I just start thinking like oh like you can be a beautiful person and it's also because of your energy like your energy is what makes you beautiful like I mean, like what makes a beautiful person is like when it's just being yourself and like it's not just an appearance. It's like this energy, energy of self-love and appreciation, regardless of how you're looking like, like being a beautiful person or being your highest self appearance is only checking a box. The other box can be like, are you a kind person? Do you care about the well-beings of others? Do you like, like, what are you doing to serve your community? Like, I, I just think about like things that I like about myself. And one of them is considerate. I, I consider myself like a, I'm like a bleeding heart. <laughs> I, I think I, I like to think of myself that I'm a very considerate person. Um, consider of other people, of how my message is landing on other people, considerate of their experiences. And I like that about myself. So I also think that that's what makes me beautiful. Or another thing that came to mind was, uh, again, I was in the dungeon of victimhood with this one, is when it comes to social justice or caring about or activism, I don't consider myself an activist because I feel like I would be a really bad one. But I really do care about the well-being of marginalized people I have felt the the burn and I have felt the wrath of white supremacy conditioning that makes you think like crap about yourself and where you come from and your family. So for me to <clears throat> decondition from all of that has been a process. It's been a process for a long time. So I really, really care about the well-being of marginalized people. And for so long, <clears throat> I have felt like like that makes me annoying to other people. And for a long time, I have felt that even to like ex-boyfriends or to friends or coworkers or even to my own family, sometimes like they project onto me. And anyway, it's just like, it's, it's something that not a lot of people have supported me on. And I have bought into the story of people's projections onto me about it. And even this morning as I was doing the meditation and I was looking at myself with no makeup on, with my long lashes that just face down and <laughs> with my wiry hair. And I was able to look at her and just be like, you know what? I think you're a beautiful person because you care about the well-being of others. Like I actually think that makes you, that makes you magnetic. That makes you cool. And, and yeah, and good for you for like holding on to that vision of the things that you genuinely care about and not buying into other people's ignorance and projections of that subject towards you. Good for you. <laughs> and as I'm going through this process of talking to myself in the way that I would talk to a client or in the way I would talk to a friend or anyone that I want to cheer on, that's the same way that I'm talking to that girl with no makeup on. That girl that lives in my brain that I have told her that she's ugly and scrubby and she's just like, she has let herself go. 
I feel like I look at her and I just like more supportive and encouraging of her. And as I'm going through that process, I just then start getting a bunch of answers for why just some things in my life work out, why some relationships work out, why some relationships don't work out. Um, One of the things that (laughs) came to me during this meditation, I'll just share with you one of them. But it was like some people only bond with you because it reassures their insecurities. You become incompatible when you threaten the lies they tell about themselves, the sob stories, and the excuses as to why they can't do something. And I look at that and I'm like, oh my god, that came out of my brain. But that comes out of your brain once you start just like slowing down your thinking and analyzing your life and also just thinking highly of yourself. But thinking highly of yourself, not in a way that's egotistical, in a way that's healthy. Because when you are healthy, you're then able to be of service to other people. Which is going to lead me to my last point, which is if you're struggling to express yourself, if you're struggling to show up on social media, sell your services, be of service to people, it's because you're making it about you and your ego. And what I mean by that is that you are so caught up in your own insecurities. Like I said, you're in that dungeon of victimhood. Remember, it's a dungeon. Can't see the light of day. (laughs) It's like these stories you have about yourself feel like so strong that you think that they're so real that you it's hard for you to conceptualize a different reality. But sometimes that's what's happening in your mind when you're not being visible and getting out there and serving your community. Because once you realize that your work is to be of service to others, you are the guide when it comes to this work that is being channeled through you, but it's not about you and it comes through you, but it's not about you and it is of service to your people. And you know what? You actually don't even want it to be about you because when it's about you, when the highs are highs, it feels amazing, but when the lows are lows, It is not fun. It is, ooh, you will internalize that and it'll just, it's just not good. So I think it's healthy to go through this process of being able to see yourself from the outside and understand that at the end of the day, we're also just being of service, yes, to ourselves, but also service to a community, to a higher purpose. And I know for a lot of you, the, the work that you're doing is bigger than you. And I just want you to remember that the work that you're doing is bigger than you. So next time that you're having thoughts about, oh, I don't know if I should be in front of the camera. I don't know if I should share my voice online. I just want you to remember that it is of service to other people. You showing up confident, you being that leader, you being that pillar of strength that people can lean on. All of this is of service to other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. So anyways, um, oh, the last thing I forgot to tell you, by the way, I literally have my journal in front of me that I can't believe I didn't tell you this last part. Um, I journal a lot. So here's the thing. When I started business coaching, we were told we weren't necessarily told to journal, but we were instructed to be aware of what's happening in our minds. And there's like this, there's this framework that you're given 
to write down what's going on in your mind, to be honest with what stories you're telling yourself. And then after that, you do more like an intentional framework for you to start thinking highly and better of yourself. So that's one. But I remember I used to, I did, used to, I didn't understand the power of it in the beginning. Um, I saw it as like, sure, I guess I'll use this when I'm triggered, whatever. And it wasn't really a habit nor a practice. And then later on, I decided the more that I started doing these um, frameworks, especially when I was triggered and I was like mad about whatever, or I felt like I was spiraling about whatever thing in my life or business, I started doing it more and more. And I started doing it so much that um, I then created a whole Google Doc on my computer to just write down my thoughts and journaling. What also inspired me to start journaling more was a coaching session that I had with one of the money coaches in the group that I'm in. And just seeing all the success that she's had in her business and her showing me her practice of how much it is that she journals and she just regulates so much in her business. That's when I also started taking it super serious that I was like, oh, dang, I'm the leader of this business. I really need to like have a sound mind. And anyway, so then I started getting really serious about my Google Doc, about journaling and about just you know what, let me just get this out. I'm also a person that I used to be uh, a person that I would vent a lot to friends. And I think this definitely has allowed me to just vent to a computer instead. um, And just be more regulated for the people around me. Um, Because I feel like I'm a very sensitive person. And I didn't know what to do with all these thoughts, all these opinions, all these energy, like I, I would really vent a lot to friends. So anyways, Um, I started this Google Doc where I would just write down all of my thoughts and I would just let them be. And then the next step that took things to the next level for me was Sheena Jean. She is my life coach from Make One Day Happen. She was like, okay, I love your journaling practice. I love that for you. But um, next time, just pen to paper. (laughs) She's like, next time, just grab a piece of paper and um, or like a journal and just journal there instead, because there's something really interesting or like there's more integration that happens by you writing down what is going on and also not having distractions of technology to disturb you. And you're more present when there's, it's just literally just a piece of paper and you and your thoughts. And I was like, okay, fine. I will, I will do what the doctor says. <laughs> and I started doing it, that I started implementing my meditation practice in the mornings, talking to myself in the mornings. And then once I was getting answers about talking to myself in the mornings, I started writing down my thoughts. And let me tell you, that has been life changing something so simple that has been around since the beginning of time and that truly is what allows me to channel so much information to be more nuanced to be more thorough to be more precise all of this is due to my meditation practice and also having in mind my purpose when I'm really connected to my purpose of 
wanting to be a good person, wanting to be of service to the people that come into my world. Like when I'm when I'm in service and I'm thinking of them, it's almost like I, I just operate automatically in a way that's like, don't lie to yourself, be honest, because people can see through your BS. Like people can, we're, we're all way too smart out here that clients can smell through your BS, they can sense your insecurities, they can sense your weirdness, they can sense your... It's just like animals. Just how animals are so intuitive and they they know who to trust, but they also know where to stay away. Clients are the same. And so in my line of work, it's like there's just no lying to myself. Like, you gotta be honest. And having that in mind is what allows my practice to just have all these thoughts and have all these answers for my community by just journaling about it so anyways now you know how it is that I churn out so much content and yeah I I also wanted to share this just because I didn't want to just give you just a marketing just another marketing uh what's it called just another marketing information even though I do know the marketing tips I didn't want to just tell you write this hook or here's a content plan, <laughs> or here's da-da-da-da-da. It's like you will know what to say when you are a clear vessel to the higher powers with what they're telling you and you believing it and creating a very cozy, intimate relationship with you and the higher powers and then writing down what you saw. I literally just think of people that were religious back in the day and that they were just channeling formation and maybe wrote the Bible. I don't know. If that triggered some of you, I apologize. (laughs) Or maybe don't apologize, but that felt really true to me that these practices that have been around forever can serve you too. So anyways, thank you for being here. If you do want to work together, my doors are open for you. I'm happy to help you and serve you. Other than that... Thank you for being here and I'll catch you on the next episode.